and gentlemen, welcome to another episode, a very special episode of the Haskin Cast podcast. I am your host, Scott Haskin, and I am here with the lovely Jade Holland all the way in Australia. Of course, with Zoom, we could be in the same room. You know, it's great. Let's bring around Jade. Jade, how are you? Hey, Scott. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. It looks like a bright, sunny, what is it? Afternoon? Evening? Morning. It's got to be morning. morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now you said it's a beautiful uh, day here. Good because you guys have had a lot of rain and flooding, and it's been a little crazy over there. It has. We we have been lucky here. We didn't get the the absolutely devastating flooding that the rest of Southeast Queensland and even including Australia, so down in New South Wales, have got. But they have predicted. So we've had three days of sunshine and now they've predicted that the rain and the thunderstorms are going to start again so I woke up to a thunderstorm this morning so I miss those days so here we much. go I grew up in Michigan <laughs> so we had thunderstorms a lot this time of year and uh you know living in the desert now we get maybe one or two a year that are are worth it wow. so <laughs> I I definitely uh am kind of jealous of that uh but that's <laughs> that really I I want to set the stage before we talk about your new single because here in the States, uh, it is still winter time. We're about to start entering into spring. What is the, the reality of the weather in Australia right now? Uh, so even though we do have thunderstorms today, it is uh, 30 degrees um, heading into 32 today, which is, I can't remember Fahrenheit, but I know it's hot. <laughs> That's getting on the, the hot end of summertime. Um, for you guys. And um, so, and I, it's just incredibly humid. So we're just kind of um, coming out of our summer, although with these thunderstorms and things like that, it just brings the humidity and the heat with it. So, uh, you know, in a couple of couple of months, we'll be heading into our winter time. Okay. That's what I thought. And the reason that I, I asked that question is because your new song, Summertime, Sunshine and You, uh, we're in the winter, so thinking in, in terms of we're like, I can't wait to go to the beach. I can't wait until we can go play outside or whatever. Uh, but you guys are in that season, so you're in that zone. Um, it it must just be a wonderful feeling to be able to write and go into a studio and work with musicians after the pandemic. Uh, how How does it feel just to be able to get together and work with people again? Well, Scott... I wasn't able to for this single. I know it's crazy. I still had to do everything by Zoom. The only thing I did get to do in the studio, which I absolutely love, was the vocals. Um, so I still um, I have a producer in Nashville um, named David Mescon, and so AKA Messi. Um, and so he basically produced it from Nashville, sent me over the tracks and I sent back my, you know, bits and pieces that I, that I loved and didn't love. And we, you know, we got the track finished and then I jumped into the studio with a friend of mine, George here in Brisbane. And, um, and he basically, we, we stood there and, and did all the, the vocals and did all the backing and everything like that. And, it was a, it's a really special thing now to be able to go into a studio because I think so many people have become accustomed to doing it via online, which is a different vibe altogether. And I feel when you do it online, you almost have to work harder because you're working to create that vibe that you're trying to get through, a, you know, an internet connection. Well, I, <laughs> it's I very different. I, I've always said, uh, even in, in business, if you deal mostly over the internet, you know, email or text or phone or whatever. Uh, there's a something about meeting somebody in person at least once, having that energetic connection, being in the same proximity. And certainly with creating, it's a whole different world to not have that room energy. 
together, that, that yeah. collective, you know? Uh, I have to say the song came out amazingly well, considering that it, it's, it has such a warm feeling to it. And it, it's one that it just kind of feels comforting, you know, in, in a way Thank that like, it just it makes me really long for my day at the beach. That's and that's exactly the vibe we were going for. So I wrote this um, with Messi and a good friend of mine, Bruce. And so we again via Zoom and we wrote it probably the second month of the pandemic. So we, you know. Uh, it was a strange vibe because for the first time ever in the history of mankind, we were all experiencing the exact same thing at the exact same time and day, you know. So while we were all in lockdown at that point in time and um, so, you know, Messi and um, Bruce just said, oh, well, we're free, you know, let's hop on a Zoom. It's 9 p.m. at night for me and I was sitting there having a wine and I think they were having a coffee. And um, And at the time as well, um, I, I'm not. I'm not afraid to talk about um, my dating life, Scott, because it's it's been a big factor in my music for quite some time. But I was single for five years, and about two weeks before I wrote this song, I met my now fiance. Congratulations! But I had to, thank you. Yes, and I never believed in a Tinder love story, and here I am, <laughs> living proof <laughs> that it's a thing. Um, but it's it's a it was a crazy thing because. I think at the time that we were writing this, I was just trying to manifest everything I wanted, you know, and everything I was feeling and I, what I wanted coming out of the pandemic. And in my brain, I was still thinking, we, yeah, we're in our second month of lockdown. We'll be out of this soon. We'll be back on the beach in no time. You know, I'll be able to date um, because we were in lockdown. So my partner and I had to be, you know, we kind of met online and we had to be pen pals for three months until we could get out of lockdown. And I'm incredibly grateful for those three months of getting to know somebody really, really well. You know, yes, it's through text messaging and things like that, but it was almost like sending letters. We, we essentially were sending blurbs that were so big and just getting to know each other really well. And I think um, with writing this song, I kind of put it out to the universe of what I was looking for. I wanted to go to the beach. I wanted to have a beer in my hand and the love of my life in the other hand. And just for the sun to be kissing my skin and just for us to be getting out of this craziness. Um, it finally happened, I guess, two years later. <laughs> <laughs> well, better late but, than never. You know, you know? Well, that's it, exactly right. <laughs> I think there's something that you you touched on that I do find really interesting because you're getting to know somebody in a completely different way than what we're accustomed to. So you're getting a side of them that you're really kind of advancing your connection, I think, a few years ahead, being able to yeah. get comfortable with how they think and how they feel. Because when you're together, I think you're a lot more on guard in the beginning. But if you're just messaging, I think we tend to maybe be a little bit more honest than we would, you know, sitting straight at the restaurant and all that, you know? Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly right. We found that um, immediately because we both had gone through, you know, I, like I said, I was single for five years. Now, I kissed a couple of toads in that time, okay? Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, it was kind of like I, I was getting to a point where, I'll, and it sounds really horrible to think about. It makes me kind of sad to think that I was in this frame of mind, but all, I almost felt like maybe I was unlovable, you know? I, I couldn't figure out what was what was wrong with me, you know? And, and I'd have all my friends and family saying, there's nothing wrong with you. You just haven't found that person that to get that connection with, you know, yet. Maybe you... Like I knew he was lost in the mail. I just, you know, he hadn't found his way to me yet. 
And, um, and so I, you know, I think when we met and we started talking, you're exactly hundred percent right. We did let down our walls a little bit because we didn't have to put on a front face to face where we didn't have to be, you know, big and strong and tough. And I didn't have to have my walls up going, you know, is this person going to hurt me? We were just talking, you know, it, it was very simple. I've always found that interesting about dating too, is that people, you know, you meet somebody and for whatever reason, you have enough of a connection to say, let's get together for coffee or dinner or something. Right. And then you both are trying to be these perfect people to impress the other person. Just be who you are. If, if they're, you yeah. know, if they're going to like you, they're going to like you for who you are. I'm not saying that you leave all the cards on the table, you know, but, <laughs> but I mean, you could be a little bit more, you know, if you slouch a little, you slouch yeah. a little, you know, that. Well, that's exactly, exactly right. You know, and the other crazy thing is too, um, when we started, when we were able to actually go on a date, we, we did it at the end of lockdown. So we very sneakily snuck out of lockdown like a week before it was going to end. And we met on the beach. And I think because we had known so much about each other by that point, you know, after three months of messaging and FaceTiming and talking on the phone and things like that, um, we both knew that this was serious. And the beautiful thing was when we arrived, we had kind of no expectations because we had already had this connection. We were really comfortable with each other. So we didn't get there. We weren't um, nervous as such. We were just kind of like old friends. Um, and it was really special. And it was, you know, again, summertime, sunshine and you. It was summer. It was, we went down to the beach, we had a beer and we, we, we were kind of sitting behind a tree so we didn't get in trouble for being out of lockdown and, you know, a week early <laughs> right, um, yeah. and doing the very, very wrong thing that we weren't supposed to do. Um, if the authorities are listening in, in Australia, I deny it. Um, <laughs> She's saying that it for the just, sake of the popularity of the song is what yeah. the story is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. And, you know, it was, it was really great to, you know, I held on to this song for a few years uh, since then because I, I just, um, I just didn't feel that the timing was right, and not that I wanted to release it at the end of COVID, but I, I almost did because it was that it just didn't feel right to me. In the last two years after we wrote it, I could not find the right time to release it. It was something that was just kind of hanging over my head, and every time I revisited it, and I knew I was going to release it. Uh, but I just needed to, I needed that, that timing to be spot on. And then my now fiance, he proposed to me in November last year and it was, I don't know what it was, but I was like, this is my time. We are releasing this song. Get the, you know, let's get together. Everybody, all the team got together and we were like, right, here we go. (laughs) Well, and, And I always say, trust your intuition. If you're, if something inside you is saying, this is the right thing to do, follow that. And I'm really glad that you did. Because here's something that's really tricky about a song like this. And, and granted, I mean, this is the first time we've experienced a pandemic, but do you release it in the middle and give people that anticipation for when it's over and something to look forward to? Or do you not do that because it could make people feel like, oh, God, I can't go to the beach. And, you know, it, it, there's a real balance there. That's exactly right. Exactly right. It, and, and it's interesting you say that. So the last single I released was called Fight For It. Now, I wrote that for mental health and I did release it um, about five, six months ago now. And um, it was it did really, really well. And, it, it, and I adore the song. And it was, it was the way of uh, putting mental health in the spotlight, but in a positive way and letting people know that we hear you, you know, and... Um, you're 100% on the money because I did, I got some conflicting reports from it, from people going, 
oh my gosh, I love this song. It's inspired me. Thank you so much for writing it and putting it out. And then I had some people going, I'm in the middle of all this crap, man. How do I get out of it? You know? And it was, but it did bring it to light a little bit more, you know, because mental health is a huge thing that we did need to, to talk about. But you're right in saying that because I didn't want to release it in the middle of the pandemic and have I was longing for leaving my house, you know, and I know what that felt like for me, let alone me putting it out there to the world and hoping people loved it and having people go, what the hell? We're not anywhere near the release time yet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for pouring salt in the wound while you were at it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's exactly, exactly it. Yeah. But I'll tell you just, just upon the first listen, when Kat sent me over the link, uh, I just, it, within 10 seconds, I was like, I'm going to love this song. It just, it drew me in from the first opening notes, the tonality of the song. It just literally feels like the sun is shining through the window right on me while I'm listening. And I absolutely love that. I'm so much about the mood more than anything else in a song, more than the technicality or any of that. But I do have to say the bass drum sound you got is absolutely perfect. I love it. I'm a drummer Thank and I'm you. really picky about bass drum sounds and it's spot on uh, for what it should be for this kind of song. Do you consider this country or pop? Because there's kind of a fine line between those two styles these days. There, there is. Um, so that drummer, he's actually in Nashville. His name is Isaac Senti and he is amazing. He's played on probably about five or six of my tracks now. And, um, oh, that's probably the thunder you can hear in the background. I'm not sure if you can hear that. (laughs) I think we're about to get a big storm. You just watch the light show. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that song, it's like I had to – I had to have that that vibe. If if we didn't have that vibe there, and um, and you're right, you know, with the, the the drum sounds and everything like that, it's a really specific thing that we had to, um, I guess, kind of hone in on. And and you're right, there is a a, a fine line between being a crossover, I guess, into the pop world and still being country. So I think I think we kind of nailed it on being the cusp, you know. And I'm okay with that, like. I still want to be known as a country artist, but I do love when people bring other genres into country music because realistically, before they started doing that, I think country was maybe a bit of a dying art, specifically here in Australia. I'm unsure about the American country scene. I know it's it's huge. I've been to Nashville a million times. But um, here in Australia, the country scene was the minute you said country music, people thought you were singing hillbilly picking. You've got 45 banjos in there and a mandolin, you know, and a ganjo and, and everything like that. And everyone just sort of was, you know, yeehaws and cowboys. And that's not the soul of country music these days. I mean, it may have been back in the day, but not anymore. We sing about a lot of real things, you know, and um, so I think, I think I feel like we really nailed the the edge of it and um, and I love the pop factor in it because it brings over some new fans into the country world that would probably have balked at it before and would have gone, oh, country music, what is that? Yeah, that's why I really hate labels because, it, you know, they do pigeonhole people. And when, when, you know, I played in country bands that played 50s and 60s country music and you're just going, why am I in this band? I don't even, <laughs> I don't even yeah. like music anymore, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And, yeah. but, but the stuff now, it's much more upbeat and they sing about a lot of positive things. They sing about happy love and not I lost my woman kind of stuff. I mean, it really has changed. <laughs> yeah. So you're right. That style of country was very much a dying art. And I'm very glad that we have more what you're doing now. 
Uh, now, I detected uh, in the song, I thought I heard a mandolin. I heard something that was a little bit higher pitched picking instrument. Was that a mandolin? Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. we've only got little sporadic bits of it throughout. Um, and it was just because, I mean, specifically here as well in Australian country radio, um, it is very much, um, they're, they're very much inspired by Nashville. Um, however, they're still very, very picky um, here on what they will play on commercial country radio and things like that. So uh, I had to tread a fine line of, you know, is that too much or is that not enough? <laughs> right. right. It's, it's a hard one to pick, especially when your producer is in Nashville and, you know, I, I love the, the American country music vibe. I really do. I, I, I think it, um, it's broadened, um, our scope of what we were doing. You know, we, we used to be so pigeonholed and now it's like the world is your oyster. Do what you want with your music. You know, if it's your sound, it's your sound. Um, so yeah, it was, it, it's a, it's a hard one. It's like a balancing typewriter, you know, you kind of just walking along, hoping that it doesn't fall off one side or the other. <laughs> No, that's that's very true, and I I think you're on that line though, where it, it'd be enjoyed by people who enjoy both. Even I would say, even people that like rock or light rock, I think that this song would fit in uh, with those folks very well too. It's just that it has yeah. it has a little bit of that, uh, just enough of a country feel to notice that it's country, but that's not dominating the song at all. And I love the mandolin because it just adds a little touch of something that makes you go, "Wait a minute, what's that I'm hearing?" Because it's not prominent. Hundred percent. Yeah. It, That's it just, exactly yeah. right. Exactly right. It's a nice. And I did place. actually. Um, I I initially um, when we were listening to it because I'm a big fan of Gavin DeGraw, um, and I know obviously he's not country, but he's done a little bit with some country music artists in Nashville and things like that. Um, but I'm a big fan of his, and I, initially I was like, "Hey, do we need keys in this? Like, should we have a big piano vibe in it?" And when Messi sent me the initial guitar riff, I went, "Oh no." No, 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 no. We don't need piano. We we need that guitar. That's the that's the sound. It's that initial. You know, I love I love an intro. Um, you know, when you hear the intro to Brown Eyed Girl, you know what's about to go down. You know, like or if you hear the Nutbush or something like that, you just go, okay, stop what you're doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, things like that. So I love a good guitar riff that you hear and you just go, bam! I know what song that is. And so that's when Messi sent that to me. I was like, that is the vibe. That's that's a vibe in itself. <laughs> And, and honestly, I really would like to think, because obviously we're, we're somewhat um, steered by the title. You know, immediately we're thinking beach balls, volleyball, uh, sum, summer, sun, that kind of thing. But I would like to think that even if somebody had just played the song for me and not said a word about it, I would have gotten that exact same vibe because it just it just dials it in so quickly, you know. Yeah, it absolutely does. It's, it's, um, I think he really nailed it when, when we were talking about how we wanted it to sound. And, and you do, I wanted it to be beach vibes. And, and, and the concept that we were kind of running with is um, summertime 365 because here in Australia we are like, well, in Queensland specifically, we're lucky enough to live summertime pretty much all year round. It does get a little cold during winter, but I mean, that's for a week, you know, and, um, and we're quite lucky to be able to live summertime 365. And I realized as well, like by releasing it at the end of our summer, it's going to head into your summer. And I thought, well, we can celebrate summertime 365. And even if it's winter or, or it's snowing wherever somebody is, you know, show me how you celebrate summer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, the, uh, the only pro I do have one problem with the song. 
Uh, I don't want it to end. It's one of those songs that uh, I, I there's a, a thing about certain songs I like to call party songs. And when the songs fade out, I want to follow it. Some songs, when they fade out, you're like, OK, that's good. I enjoyed the song. What's next? But there's other songs that you just don't want it to end. You just want to follow that fade into oblivion. And this is one yeah. of those songs for me. Like, I really just wanted to keep going. And that's uh, that's a rare thing for me. That's awesome. I'm so glad that you vibe that. That's I, I do try to, when I'm writing, I mean, everything's from the heart. Um, but I'm, I'm not a producer. You know, I love to, I do hear things that I can hear producers hear, um, even though, you know, what they're hear, listening to is just an acoustic track and a voice. But um, I, when I heard that, I, I could hear like being on a big stage at a festival and just going around that guitar, you know, the, the chord progression at the end and having a guitar just, you know, absolutely hammering out some kind of summary vibe thing. Like Messi's really great at that. He's got that tonality that makes it, you know, and, and I was just hearing that as we were writing it and I was like, oh, this is this is a vibe, you yeah. know. You want to be, you you want to stand there with your beach ball, you know, with the sand between your toes and you've got a beer in the other hand and, and just a whole bunch of people loving life. I could see this being a song on stage that you extend out for a couple of more minutes and just do some solos and stuff like that. I, I think this could really be one of those songs because the crowd obviously is going to love it. And there's no doubt about that. Yeah. So I, I definitely see that potential. Um, now, the album is not coming out until November. Is that right? Correct. OK, so this will be on that album. And then you've done a video. I've got the link in the show notes for the video. This is so well produced. How did all this happen? <laughs> This was an accident. So I, I, I'm hilariously like unlucky, but I still uh, lucky. So I flew, um, drove up to Townsville, which is about 14 hours from where I live now. Oh, Queensland's wow. a huge state. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's unlike America where you can drive three hours and go to the next state. It's, it's a state that's 14 hours just, and I'm not even at the top of the state yet. Wow. <laughs> I think to get to the top of the state, it's at least 24 hours or something like that drive. So, um, I, I drove 14 hours to Townsville, my hometown, and, um, I, my film crew was there and all the actors and everything. We had this big plan, kind of like what we had for the, what we did for the music video, but it was meant to be on an island. It's called Magnetic Island. And, um, it's a beautiful part of the world. If you ever get to the chance to come over, Scott, come and visit Magnetic Island. I will take you. It is glorious. I'm not going to make you drive that far. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I love it. <laughs> and you get to see so many things along the way. That's the beautiful thing about country music in Australia is, you know, I know in America they have the flyover states, so they call it, but we drive through them. <laughs> sure, yeah. So... Um, we were meant to be filming on Magnetic Island and just like it is right here, thunder, storming and everything right now, it was it was absolutely bucketing down rain. Cats and dogs on Magnetic Island the day we were meant to film and I was like, what are we going to do? And I was talking with my producer and I couldn't, I just, I felt really unlucky. I was like, we can't do this the, another day. Everyone is booked out. The, the other day is coming up. So today is the day we have to produce a music video. And uh, And I said, okay. We can't sing Summertime Sunshine and You in the Pouring Down Rain, but we can do it in front of a green screen and make something else of it. And um, Maddie Voigna, my um, music video director, he just said, I've got an idea. And he contacted a lady by the name of Tara Lee and she does all the illustrations and animation that you see in the music video. 
And I had never worked with a green screen like that before for a music video. Um, it was kind of very unrehearsed, very sporadic, you know, do you feel it? Do it. Okay. <laughs> and, um, she sent me back, um, some of these, um, you know, in, the things, illustrations that she was envisaging. And I went, holy moly, that's, that's, that's what we need. You know, the coloring and the, the, the sky and the, and the whole vibe that she put together for this, I was just blown away. It literally came out better than I thought the Magnetic Island one was going to come out. So I'm, I'm super stoked. Sometimes magic just happens. You know, you can, you can plan things to the T, have one little hiccup that just throws everything out of whack and then come up with something that's, I, I love when things like that, just because they're spontaneous, I think they tend to turn out better because it's not, here's what we rehearsed. Let's go out and do that. It's here's yes. what we felt in the moment. It's very natural. Just like when you're writing a song, when you sit there and go, well, maybe I shouldn't say this or I shouldn't do that. That's when you start to ruin it, right? When it, it's when you're just playing yes. it as natural, it's the best. Uh, I love that. I think you could have pulled off doing it in the rain, but that would have had to have been more of a parody, <laughs> you know, like I yeah, don't care if it's raining, right. it's sunshine, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. <laughs> I did think about it. Don't you worry. I did think about it. It was just that we couldn't get enough of the wet weather gear for the crew and everything at such short notice. And, um, I mean, I, I didn't mind standing in the rain, you know, mm, sure. <laughs> we could have even had the mascara running down my face yeah. and I'm singing summertime sunshine and you. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm sure that you're itching to get out and uh, showcase this song to the world where we're are now. I know that some bands are starting to cross borders and play. Uh, I know music is really big in Europe. There's some stuff going on here in the States. What's happening in Australia right now? Yeah, look, we, we a lot of people are still touring within their state. Like I mentioned, the states are huge here, so you can tour pretty much for a year round in a state and not have to leave. Um, we do want to head down south to New South Wales and to Victoria and things like that. But right now, the COVID situation has eased up a lot, so we can go. But now we've got flooding, <laughs> so all the roads are closed and. Half of southeast, you know, Queensland and Australia is kind of underwater at the moment. Um, so at this point, we're going to stick around Queensland and tour the Queensland and all the border when when it all opens up after all the flooding and go and visit all the towns that are that have been you know devastated by the floods. And um, I know we are going to do a, a flood relief show as well and um, try and make some dollars for for those you know the flood victims there. Um, and then hopefully I would love to get back over to Nashville. I want to get over to America. I did a huge trip in 2019 with my best friend. We traveled, I think it was 12,000 miles across America. We did this, we went concert hopping in the Silverado and we just, we did, you know, this, we did a zigzag all the way across up to Denver and, um, and then flew out to the Calgary stampede from Denver and, um, it was just, it was just magic. You know, I just miss traveling and, uh, you know, I want to bring my music back over there because it's been so long since we've been able to do that. Well, and that's the thing too, is, you know, you can have the the jams and things over zoom, but musicians, if you're a performing musician, you got to perform, you got to be in front of a crowd. You've got to see and feel people enjoying what you're creating. And there's really nothing in the world that comes even close to that. Not at all. Uh, maybe jumping off a bridge or something like into the water. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure, but I'd that, you know, do it's a, a two second high. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, we would love to have you here in Vegas. So if you if you end up playing here or in the in the area, let me know for sure. I'd love to come and see you. 
Uh, I'm excited for this song to to get out there. Um, just looking at the number of hits and, and things, it looks like it's getting a pretty good response, which it should. It should. It's a really good song. And I'm really glad that you were you were able to get it out there, uh, you know, with all the, the situations and everything. It's kind of anything that comes out in quality these days is kind of magical right now. And I think you've really yeah. got Yeah, well, there. it's such a... Um... It's such a different vibe too, isn't it, releasing music these days? Now you've got TikTok, you know, and, and all these um, very, very quick ways to to start them, you know, and I've been working my butt off over here, <laughs> you know, for a long time. And so it's it's really nice to um, to to hear that. So I really appreciate it because, you know, we, we kind of, I, I guess myself as an artist, I put my heart and soul on the line and uh, I put on a silver platter and then I release music and I say, do you love it or do you hate it? <laughs> you know right. I mean? and, and so, how much of a, of a path do you wear in the carpet pacing back and forth, waiting for that to, to come in? <laughs> That's right. Yep. Yeah. I remember the, the very first film I ever scored, I sent, you know, I was writing a piece and sending them to the director one at a time. And every one of them, I would send them like, he's going to hate it. And I would just like walk around the room and then walk around outside and walk back <laughs> around the room again and just wait and go. I don't want to hear it. And then I'd get the, the notification that I got an email. And like, I don't want to read this. It's going to be awful. Yeah, and, and I it know. Be, you know, <laughs> but you, you do have that. I putting something out into the world and now it's, it's up to them to judge. And you, you hope that they get what you put into it. Yeah. You know, I don't know how they couldn't with a song like this. I mean, it's just, it's just so dialed in, but there's always that element of what if, you know, what if, what if? Yeah, that's exactly right, you know. And and as well, it's like it's a, it's an interesting thing when you release music because it's open to interpretation. So what I, you know, love and am vibing for summertime, you know, like someone could easily come back and go, it's winter over here, you know, like <laughs> right. it's like you just hope that, that, yeah, that, you know, at least they hear it and go, oh, that's a cool song, you know, awesome, you know, like. Even if you don't love it. <laughs> but there's so many factors of whether somebody's going to like a song when they hear it. It's the mood that they're in, the day that they've had, what's going on in their life at that time, and what's on their mind. And your song could be something that they would love. And if they hear it in the wrong moment, they won't. And that's the hardest that's right. thing because there's nothing you could do about that, except for hoping that maybe while they're listening to the song, that mood and the vibe brings them out of whatever they're, they're yes. going through or they're in and, and kind of, you know, wraps itself around them and makes them feel good again. I think this is a song that yes. can do that. But yeah, it's it's so difficult just waiting and, and waiting after all the work you put into it. And, you know, you figure how many months this this song took to get completed. And then you're like, OK, um, <laughs> and please. <laughs> so yeah. how, how far along is the album at this point? So we are just finishing writing it because I, I did write it last year and I was pretty happy with it, but I wasn't in love. So I I was like, no, I want to go back, rethink it. Um, we have started working on um, two songs, which I'm really excited about um, to come out as the next um, couple of singles okay. and, uh, and they will be on the album as well. And so I just basically want to make sure that I've got, because for me an album, is a, it's got to tell a story. You know, and I've always listened when I listen to somebody else's album, you know, and it, it you from from start to finish, it's it it tells a story of like a like a it's almost like a circle. It just comes back round again, you know. And um, I want it to say, you know, to 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 have that vibe. So I'm um 
I'm reworking it because I just, I was, I loved it, but I wasn't in love with it. It needed some work. So I'm, and I'm a, I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> I love that. I have no. to have it right. <laughs> well, there's that, but there's also, it has to have the right feeling. If music doesn't have the feeling from the artist, then it's probably not yes. going to connect as well with an audience anyway. So I, I'm glad that you're yep. saying, all right, let's, let's take a step back. Let's put yes. what it needs to be back into it and make it happen. I, I really like that because I think a lot of artists don't do that. I think they get pressured by deadlines and and just the, I just want to be done with it and get out there and tour that they sometimes kind of let that go. So I really like the fact that you're, you're putting it, 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 putting it through what it needs to go through. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just, I didn't want to um, overthink it, but I, I, I was missing something. Mm-hmm. And if it's missing something for me, it's not right. And, uh, and, you know, even though I love my parents, they're not musical to save their life at all. Like they can't, the mum can't sing to, for at all. Like we even tell her not to do karaoke. It's bad. Oh, wow. I love her, okay. but it's bad. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> and a statement. So mum and, yeah, yeah. And so mum and dad listened to it and they were like, this is great. You know, I love this. And I was like, no, no, it's missing this. And then when I pointed out, they go, okay, yep, we can hear that. So I think they've been with me over enough years now to to be able to hear what I'm hearing and go, ah, I see. I see what you mean. Good. Well, I'm sure it's going to be fantastic when it's all ready to go. And <laughs> I wish you the greatest success with it and the single. And I'm really glad that we got a chance to talk. It's a, it's a pleasure to meet you. And I'm just so excited to see you doing what you love to do. Thank you, Scott. Thank you so much for having me. We'll have to do it again really soon when we get the the next single or the album. Definitely. Let's do it. And I I can honestly say, I think you're going to reach a lot of people with this music. I think this is exactly the kind of music that we need right now as things are starting to open up and people can kind of breathe a little bit and hope that uh, we're we're at the tail end of this ridiculousness. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, you take care, keep at it and, uh, and keep in touch. Thanks, Scott. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) 